Hello everyone, welcome another long to another VCO Esports Studio with myself, Ben Costin-Juris, and a little bit of a different view today. Uh, apologies for that, but hopefully it's not too fuzzy for you uh, in my world of difficulties with Wi-Fi. Um, today, we're taking it back kind of more to a community base. Uh, a man who has raced in the real world, but also races very successfully in the virtual world uh, and is part of a really kind of community team. Uh, it is Impulse Racing's Chris Shorter, who has uh, recently uh, taken victory in the Creventic series. How are we, Chris? Hey, Ben. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Nice rig, by the way. I've, we'll go through that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you've got a, a decent setup behind you there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, Impulse Racing uh, and yourself, it's not a particularly um, old marriage. I think you joined quite recently, didn't you? But already success in the latest round of the Creventic series in the TCR class. Yeah, I must say my my partnership with, with Impulse Racing is um, sort of really bloomed of, of late. I've only joined, well, I did only join three months ago. Really cool to see how, how well we work together. Um, we we did win the Creventic in the TCR at Hockenheim uh, about about six weeks ago, I think it was. Uh, and then obviously this weekend at Barcelona, we we got another victory. So, yeah, really chuffed with it. And you're a bit of a front wheel drive specialist. <laughs> I don't know about specialist, but yeah, I do I do drive front wheel drive cars. So I come from a background in South African motorsport where I race in in Polo Cup. I was the champion of the series back in 2016, which feels like a really long time ago. Um, I then moved up into to Mini Coopers um, in our national uh, championship, which I finished second in. And then, yeah, it's just sort of grown from there. I, I love my, my motorsport. And I think that with everything that's happened, COVID related and, and lockdowns and so on, uh, the, sim, the sim racing side of it has definitely kicked off a lot as well. Has it kicked off since uh, the pandemic for you? Is it something that you've been doing alongside your real world motorsport for a while? It has, yeah. Um, I've been on iRacing now for, I think, seven odd years, but I haven't ever been as competitive or serious about it as, as what I am now. I think last year with the lockdown, with so many league races happening, um, as well as so many big real world celebrities sort of on our racing it sort of reignited my my love for it and it was one of the only ways that we could still drive something um during lockdown so it kept me fit it kept me sort of sharp for for the real life racing and yeah just sort of my love for it grew and yeah all my savings have got into it as you can see behind me but loving it and I presume you can't, uh, like many of our European counterparts um, who use sim racing and iRacing to, to practice for big events. For you, there are many uh, South African circuits um, kind of laser scanned for you, I presume. So, uh, so you can't necessarily do that. And you must know some European circuits quite well on sim racing that you've never actually participated on in real life. Yeah, for sure. There, there is that aspect. And if there's anybody from our racing watching, please, can we have Kyle Omi? <laughs> um, <laughs> Which one? Yeah. You've got plenty of different options. No, Kyle Omi. We must get Kyle Omi to our racing. That's the but only the, track the in South Africa. I would... No, no, the newest one. I prefer the okay. newest one. 
Because um, the original one, wasn't the original one on Grand Prix Legends? Uh, I think it might have been, yeah. I know it's on, on on ACC as well, but yeah, that's a sim that uh, I don't play too often. So yeah, we need it on our racing. <laughs> but yeah, back <laughs> to your point. There there aren't a lot of, of tracks that we can sort of learn from, but even just driving something like the TCR just keeps me in the habit of, of front wheel drive. Um, obviously your braking techniques, the way you drive the car, your driving style. Um, I've even found things that I can roughly translate setup wise and driving style wise from the sim to real world um, and vice versa as well. So it definitely is a, a big benefit and also being able to participate in a 24 hour race or a 12 hour race of my racing that I do is more sprint racing. So yeah. it's awesome to be able to jump into a GTE or a GT3 car and go and, and be competitive. I imagine driving a front-wheel drive car in an endurance race such as the Creventic series is a very different experience to, to just smashing it uh, in a front-wheel drive sprint race because ultimately you really do have to think about your tyres, don't you, in, in endurance, whereas in sprints, less so? Yeah, for sure. Um, and in our sprint series, for example, there's a push-to-pass uh, strategy, so there's there's that involved. but. With the endurance racing, it's a lot more sort of conservation. There's you're looking at fuel conservation, you're looking at tire conservation, um, and also sort of setup-wise, compromising for your teammates is also another important thing. My driving style isn't the same as as all of my teammates, so sort of coming mm -hmm. to a middle ground with with teammates who I share the car with um, has been tricky. But the guys at Impulse are are super good, so yeah, we've we've had a compromise that that works for all of us in that sense. And is Impulse one of the first teams that you've joined in the sim racing world? Uh, fully competitively, yes, it is. So, so how have you found suddenly having a, a group of, what, 20-odd, 30-odd people around you uh, and working with teammates and, and, you know, must be a step up for you in terms of uh, the way that you suddenly, I don't know, work, take it seriously? How has it changed your approach? Yeah, it's definitely changed my approach, um, but I feel it's benefited me as well. Um, I feel a lot more prepared every time I, I jump in the car. Um, and also with Impulse, it's, it's great being able to work with so many different drivers um, and so many different skill sets. We, we're a team of 26 drivers now. Uh, we represent six countries. Uh, so sometimes the, the language barrier is a little bit of an issue with them being a German team, but yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. And the guys uh, feedback and, and teamwork is, is something that's really, really important to myself and, and also for, to, to the team's benefit as well. How does it come about? Do you go hunting for teams and put yourself out there or, or do you suddenly get an inbox on iRacing saying, hey, do you want to join this team? <laughs> so I'm not 100% sure on the bigger teams. I'm pretty sure that they have sort of scouts and they, they look out for talent. Um, and take them in. But my story started, I, I did a, a TCR race on iRacing, uh, jumped into a lobby and I was racing against four impulse cars. <laughs> uh, we had a really, really good race. Uh, I, I luckily beat them all. Um, and yeah. I decided to go and do a bit of research on them and sort of find out who impulse is. Um, I saw them on social media. I sent them a, a message across on Instagram. And at the same time, they were trying to contact me as well. So it was sort of a match <laughs> made in heaven. 
So that's a really good tip for anybody out there who's looking to to join a team is basically get yourself into a lobby, go and beat some uh, team members and they might come <laughs> and find you or at least go and put yourself out there and go, hey, look at me, I can beat you all you, so you need me on your team. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so it's it's the, the, the kind of professional world of sim racing for you hasn't been particularly uh long especially with impulse racing but did you do quite a lot of competition in like a semi-professional environment uh, before you joined the team sort of yes and sort of no um i would do like lamar 24 hour or a few special events here and there purely for fun with with a few of my friends in a team but nothing is as competitive as this um i mean this is i'm actively com competing on on our racing weekly trying to to win championships, to learn. Um, we, we're constantly testing, working on setups, uh, working on strategies, trying to, to find ways to, to be better. So yeah, I think the last six months for me in the sim world have, have been a lot stricter in a team sense, but yeah, there's still the love and enjoyment of it for, for sure. And does it replace when you weren't racing because of COVID, the, the desires that you get from a real world championship, or does it give you some of that feedback that you would usually find when you're out in the real world going off to racetracks? Yeah, for sure it does. Um, I still think if, if you take it seriously and it's something that you do do seriously, you, you still feel the nerves pre-race, you're still worried, you don't want to crash the car. Um, so yeah, for sure it does. So, uh, and are you still competitively racing in the real world? I am, yes. So you've got now a kind of a dual program. Is that me? Does that kind of make you a professional racing driver, sim racing driver, or are you also working for real in, in another way? No, so I do have a, a day job. Um, my racing over here isn't a full-time job, if you want to call it that. Uh, I do race for, for a professional team. Um, unfortunately not paid yet by it and sim racing wise as well, not, not paid as yet. Uh, but I, I do have a, a day job that I do do as well. So pretty busy. So where'd you find the time? Well, yeah, to get, get yourself <laughs> a setup for, for a 12 hour, 24 hour race. It, it, it takes a while, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Um, there's a lot of planning that goes into it and, and a lot of development as well. So there's a, a few long nights that are, that are spent in the rig, um, but yeah, like I say, with, with the team, it, it always helps having such a good group of guys around me. So if I'm not available at a certain time, there are, there's at least five other guys who, who are and they can try things, work on things and sort of send it on and say, hey, Chris, give this a try when you get the time. And yeah, either I like it or I give some feedback on, on where we can change or, or adjust things. So yeah, you, you make it work. And is there a set time that you'll always meet up join in or do you have set testing times or is it just kind of sitting in discord when you get home from work and you're like oh okay right better do that now no no so we have a, a full calendar with all the events and championships and leagues that we we take part in and we aim to to have a driver lineup confirmed three weeks before the event so we know who's going to be in a car who the teammates are in a car and then from there we'll start to to work on a setup um and develop it we'll host sessions and we'll test as a team try different things discuss different things and then sort of a week before the event we like to try and finalize the setup so we can have a really solid week of 
of testing and driving on the setup. Um, and then, yeah, just a lot of testing and practice going, going forward before the event. And how does that work with a language point of view? Because you've said earlier that Impulse is a German team. Obviously, you don't necessarily speak German. So is there sometimes where you'll jump in and your teammates are chatting away in German? You've got no idea what they're saying. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> um, but when it, comes to, when it comes to the more serious side of things, sort of talking or discussing setup or, or anything racing related, it is always done in English. So, yeah, there, there aren't any issues, really. That's quite interesting. Uh, and what's the kind of the ambition for for someone like Impulse? Obviously, a much less well known and smaller team than, than the, the giants like Coanda and Red Bull Racing. But ultimately, I think it feels to me as though every team, big or small, has the same goal, really. Yeah, I mean, Impulse itself is, is quite a young team. I mean, they were only established in 2018. Um, and I think sort of started taking a lot of their racing a lot more seriously in the last year as well. But our, our ambition would be to, to be up there and competing with the best. Uh, I mean, this year we've already seen that in Creventic where we are competing against the top TCR teams um, and winning, which is great for us. It's, it's something that we want to be doing, winning at the highest level. Um, and in terms of things like GT3, we, we in a lot of GT3 leagues, uh, a lot of GT3 endurance leagues. Uh, earlier this year, we raced in the Spa 24 hour uh, our car was in the top split. I think we got P25 at the end, which was really respectable for us, knowing that we up against your, your red lines um, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I think we want to keep pushing and, and try and uh, put our name out there uh, and become a, a force to be reckoned with within the, the iRacing esports world. Now, we've been chatting for a good 10 minutes or so, and we, uh, maybe viewers are staring at your rig behind you. Uh, tell us exactly what you've got going on there, because it looks a pretty decent piece of kit. So, yeah, this has been my, my rig that I've built up over the last sort of 18 months. Um, I've got a Sparco Circuit 2 seat. I have a aluminium 8020 SimLab rig. Uh, I have a SimuCube 2 Pro direct drive steering wheel coupled with a um, Asher Racing F28 rim for GT and single seaters. And then I have a cube controls round wheel for, for TCR and, and touring cars. And then I have some Husingfeld ultimate pedals as well. And quadruple screen by the looks of things. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> sorry. Yeah, then obviously triple screens um, and then just a fourth screen up top for, for data or anything else or any other information that I might need through throughout the race. Uh, so presumably that is what you believe to be the absolute pinnacle of, of what you or anybody can achieve. For me, I can't think of anything much more that I would change on that that uh, would make it any better. Do you feel as though the, the quality of what you're driving with has helped you gain a level that perhaps others will struggle with because their equipment's not quite to the same degree? Definitely, for sure. It, it has helped me personally, but I also do believe that even if you do have a basic setup with a Logitech G29, for example, there's nothing that really stops you from, from competing at a high level. Um, if you sort of practice your trade and, and really work on it and, and get dialed in with, with your setup and get used to your equipment, um, I don't think that it sort of limits anybody from from competing at a high level. Obviously, having three screens is really good for 
the the realism side of things uh you can also see like a tight corner um you can look out of the side and, and see the apex so somebody who who runs off a single screen is obviously relying a lot more on on instinct and sort of guessing um but yeah personally for me this the setup really has helped me further my my sim racing and presumably it means you can jump out of your real world car and, and for instance the, the feel of the steering wheel the resistance you've got there or the the feel of the brake is very similar rather than you having to jump into your sim and going oh yeah i've got to remember now that this feels very different yeah for sure um i mean like the brake pedals and, and technology these days is is pretty amazing to be honest you can adjust everything and fine-tune every detail so much that it is so close feel-wise to the real thing. Obviously, you don't have the the sort of body feel and, and the feel of the motion in, in the car. Um, and there's been a few times where I've, I've sort of been driving in the sim rig for a week, and then I go and jump in the real car to test, and I'm like, whoa, why is everything moving around? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's really close feel-wise not tempted by getting any kind of movement that's just one step too far yeah for me personally that that is one step too far um how i have it now is is perfect and it's quite interesting that so many people say that i've spoken to about movement that actually unless it's totally bang on to what you would uh, have in the real world if you just get it one setting a little bit off it can really put you off because it doesn't feel real yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't feel real. And maybe it's just me being biased because I've never really tried a, a proper full motion sim rig. But I mean, I've, I've seen videos and stuff on the internet with, with guys in a motion rig. And when they break for, for a corner, the whole car moves down by like over 30 centimeters, which would never happen in real life. And it pitches and it rolls. Whereas in a real life racing car, it's a lot stiffer. And the movements aren't as great. Obviously, you can feel the the tire grip and you can feel the edge of the tires and where the limit is in that sense. Um, but yeah, maybe I'm I'm just biased because I haven't tried it out properly. And and going back to where we started, front wheel drive car, um, you get so much more feedback in the real world through the steering wheel because obviously the front wheels are doing all of the work. Does that therefore help you translate it into the virtual world where you don't have the, the, the seat of the pants kind of drifting and movement that you get from a real world drive machine? Yeah, for sure. I think it definitely does. I think a lot of with a lot of the front wheel drive cars, you actually have to drive it almost like a wheelbarrow. So you have to rotate the rear around the corner, which is what we do in real life. So, yep. yeah, even getting the car to do that setup wise on the sim is, has helped me a lot. Um, and I also think that going from a real car into a sim is a lot harder to be more competitive than going from a sim sort of background into a real rough racing car. Okay, interesting. Um, <laughs> and why would you say that is? So on a sim, obviously, without being able to feel anything, your references completely change. Um, it's a lot more focused on your eyesight um, and your feel. So me personally, getting the edge on, on a sim is a lot harder than, than real life. Whereas if you start on a sim, you've got sort of the background of what a car will do, how it will respond, how it will react. And you can then jump over into a racing car um, and apply sort of what you've learned and then also feel, okay, there's a the limit. That's what it feels like. Whereas on a sim, 
you can't really feel that limit in the same way. So it's a lot harder to find it. Okay, fair enough. Um, Chris, fantastic to chat with you. Thank you so much. What is your kind of ambition, goal, virtual and real for, for the rest of the season? Where would you, uh, have you got a couple of events you want to tick off the list and get a decent result on? Uh, so in terms of real life racing, it's it's winning championships. That's the, the ultimate goal. And my sort of lifetime goal is to compete in Lamar as well as the Nürburgring and Spa 24 hours. And in terms of the sim world, there's not a heck of a lot coming up official wise on, on iRacing. We've still got Petit Lamar, which I'd love to to get a top 10 or top five in top split in. Um, and then we've also got a whole lot of leagues coming up. We've got the Ivra Club Sport League which is an endurance league in the TCR car, as well as an Invra endurance championship in the GT3 car. So yeah, I would like to, to win the championship. And if not winning the championship in those, I would definitely like to be top three. And as you know, VTO have partnered with Ivra as well um, to bring broadcasting and, and media attention to it. Uh, what makes yes. those events kind of set out from the rest? Why, why are you choosing to enter those against other things? I think that the leagues are run exceptionally well. They've got a really good calendar this season. And I think just the cars that they use are obviously what I drive and what I enjoy. And with, with VCO coming on board, I think it's going to spark a lot more interest with, within those leagues. So I think they're going to be highly competitive. So winning or, or finishing on the podium in, in those leagues is, is going to mean quite a bit. It'll be a, a big accomplishment. Well, Chris Shorter, thank you very much for joining us here on the VTO Esports Studio. We look forward to commentating on you wherever you may be uh, in the near future, especially if you're on the VCO uh, pages. Uh, and good luck with the real racing. Thanks, Ben, and thanks to, to you and VCO for having me. A pleasure. And as you guys know, every week we have a new guest, whether it be an organizer, whether it be a driver uh, or anywhere in between. And we kind of delve into what's happening in the world of esports across the platforms. We are not biased in any way. Uh, so make sure you tune in next Tuesday at eight o'clock for our next guest. And I know that in the next couple of weeks, we've got some pretty massive news coming up for you. Uh, so hopefully one of our guests will be able to tell us a bit more about that in the near future. Until then, enjoy your sim racing. Bye-bye.